welcome to Knock On Podcast, where we bring you archery information and education that you can trust. Knock On was created as a way to bring all archers together, regardless of the brand you choose or the style of archery you shoot. Knock On Podcasting will deliver professional insights to the latest gear, proper shooting technique, along with high-level equipment setup and tuning. Hey, 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 everybody. 2020, the New Year's Knock On Podcast. This is going to be an amazing year. That I can tell you. I've got some exciting news that is really going to be a game changer for everything that I'm passionate about and that pulls on my heartstrings and that really, I think, defines what Knock On and the Knock On Nation has turned into as a community, which is just the ability to continually grow and develop archery through all these different channels between new people coming into archery or between, you know, people who have, I guess it's on the same subject, but people that come into archery for the first time from outside communities and they come in or people that have been there for a long time, but have just now find found knock on and, and find that they're, they're shooting better. They're, learning things that they never learned and they're able to be better with their product. You know, one of the things that always makes my day is when I get to open up Instagram and see people that are tagging knock on nation and having a picture of their very first year, you know, these, these stories that are, you know, started archery because of, you know, Joe Rogan and your podcast, got a bow, followed the school of knock. Here's my first, you know, my first ever animal and going to, you know, finally have, you know, full organic meat that I harvested myself for the first time. Those stories or the stories of people who have been in archery for decades and started following along and, you know, being within the community, learning new things, and all of a sudden have shot their personal best records or gone to a tournament and won for the first time. Those are the things that have really just changed everything about my direction in archery and and what really excites me and, like I said, what pulls on my heartstrings. You know, what I've been doing with with people out of the military and taking first time bow hunters, you know, even sur- during some of the, the best times of the hunting season, taking these people with me that I think are important to experience bow hunting and, and speak openly about archery and, you know, and bow hunting as well. All those things are just so critical. And what is really awesome is that there's, someone who has noticed everything about our community and what it's doing and has really decided to step up and become a partner and help collaborate to expand on everything that we're doing right now and give me the ability to do this like I never have before and to be able to come forward with things that I think the knock on nation are going to be amazed about. I think it's going to be amazing that you're going to get to take part in some of these developments. And also I'll have the ability to, to be able to work 
closer with all of you out there and be able to offer destinations where you can come and and be able to take part in you know group settings and one-on-one settings and and honestly the amount of things that are going to happen in the future are almost too vast to describe and I can't be more excited about those things but for now I'm limited on how much of that I can tell you because of the fact that it's going to be important for both of us, both parties involved, to make this announcement next week at the ATA show. Uh, with that said, you know, coming into this podcast, it was, honestly, it was really difficult. Um, it's taken me several weeks to wrap my head around this podcast. It's a huge reason why there hasn't been very many, because in the back of my mind, I know that this subject has to be addressed and it's one of those things where you know I just have to pace back and forth and look at it long enough to where I finally realize you know this is how I need to address this and and bring it forward because what's so critical for Sharon and I is that we know all of you out there understand our intent and understand you know what matters to us and what we and how much we value all of you out there that are listening and I don't know I was trying to think of what would I even call this podcast but one of the words that came to mind uh, and I looked up the definition was bittersweet the definition of bittersweet is you know sweet with a bit of a bitter aftertaste so with that you know, telling you about all the great things that are going to be coming down the road that are going to open new doors for us. I have to, I have to have that bitter part, which is telling all of you out there what that also means. And there's really no easy way to say it. Um, Honestly, I can't even believe that I am saying it because it was, it was never an option. It was, something that I never thought I would have to do. Um, It was, like I said, it was just never an option. There's, there's been, I guess, other opportunities, but other opportunities that were never even a consideration because it was just never something that was like this. And to be honest with you, Everything that we have with knock on, and I say we, meaning all of us, everything that we have is something that's way bigger than than me. It's way bigger than our vision when we started this. Um, it's just, it's a whole different thing. And as more and more and more people want to take part in archery, there's just, there's a critical need for certain things to help support us that were never going to be possible um, if things stayed the way they were. So with that said, there's no easy way for me to, to tell you this, but um, my Hoyt contract expired in 2019. Um, I was very upfront with Hoyt about 
where I was going to go. And I can honestly say literally when I had the conversation with Hoyt about the fact that at the end of this contract term, there's a, a very good possibility I wasn't going to be able to renew that term. Um, they were out here literally the next day and we had to, to talk through all this. And I was just very upfront and honest with the things that I really feel like will make a better experience for our followers and also open more doors for people that are coming into this sport for the first time. And on top of all that, really give me more ability to be on the creative side, which is honestly where a lot of my background has been. And I think as you guys see more and more products from Knock On come to light, you see that I'm very passionate about those processes and the start to finish process. So there were just certain things that weren't in the cards for Hoyt. And honestly, the opportunity and the partnership that's coming forward just is something that I could not ignore. And I know a ton of you out there have shot Hoyt and bought Hoyt specifically because you saw things that I, you know, posted or you saw videos that I did. And one thing that I want to say is over the years as my contracts have expired, one of the things that I've continually fought for is my ability to be able to speak openly, especially on this podcast, about products and also to be able to speak openly about things that I use in the past. In other words, you know, posting a picture of myself, you know, with a Matthews wasn't easy for Hoyt to see, but in the same sense, that's a big part of who I was, right? So, um, or, you know, even seeing a picture of me with Under Armour on versus, you know, now I, I wear Sitka. It's, it's a part of who I was. We all make changes. We all, you know, we all develop and and you know I guess take different steps as we go forward in life I mean you can look back at my high school yearbook and check out my haircuts and Jabot jeans and know that that's the case um, but I don't really know how to tell everybody that I don't know how to I don't know how to go into detail with you know, all the things in the past that, um, that came in front of me that were just never a consideration because Hoyt has always been like family and Hoyt's an awesome brand and they're an awesome product. But like many of you out there that don't shoot Hoyt know, there's a lot of great products out there. There's a lot of great brands. There's a lot of great people internally in those in those companies and you know even though I'm talking about one specific one there's a lot of other communities out there that have awesome products too and great people behind them and great reps and great dealers and all the above so the original vision of the knock on podcast was bringing all archers together you know regardless of you know the style of archery you shoot or the or, or even the brands you have and and I, that's important to me. That's why I've had people on that shoot different brands and let them speak about that as well. And obviously, 
I talk about the products that I personally shoot and that I personally like. And moving forward, I'm now going to have the ability to actually put forth product within this category that I personally like and that I personally uh, have input in. And it's not going to be, you know, just a decal. It's it's going to be input. And it's going to be input that I really fought for not just me, but my community to be able to have the ability to vote on products coming forward and, and voice their opinion of, you know, hey, everybody, I'm giving you guys three options of what you want to see on this new product for 2021. Tell me your opinion right here. You know, let's hear it. Let's let's design something as a community. And the other thing is the ability to actually come forward and hold up a different brand bow and do a bow review. These are all things that I've asked for over the years that were never possibilities, but are now possibilities to where, you know, I'm able to, to be a little bit freer on my podcast. I'm, I'm able to, to be freer on things that I put on my YouTube channel and I'm just really excited about it. I mean, it, it truly is bittersweet. Um, the, the bitter part, if I'm honest, has been, you know, this in this past, you know, six months or more knowing that, you know, every time I do something, you know, this was, you know, my last trip to Utah with a Hoyt. This was my last trip to Alberta with, with a Hoyt. This is my last trip to British Columbia with a Hoyt. Like all these things I knew and honestly, you know, I was choked up a lot. I'm trying my best not to be choked up now, but, um, my history with Hoyt is vast and they were a great family. And when I made the decision to leave Matthews to go out on my own, uh, Matthews never offered my ability to, to represent the company outside of being an employee of the company. So, you know, I looked at all brands. If I'm honest with you, I, you know, I, I talked with PSE, I talked with Bowtech, I talked with, with Hoyt. And the first stop I made was to Hoyt. That's the first place I flew to. Uh, I met those guys on neutral ground. We actually met um, at, at the Easton uh, Center. And a good two good friends of mine who were Hoyt engineers who I competed with, even though I was you know working at Matthews, was... Uh, Darren Cooper and Zach Kurtzall and those guys met me with two bows they thought I might like and I shot them for the first time behind Easton in Salt Lake City and realized honestly within within one hour I realized that I just fit that product well with what I was doing at the time you know I was traveling a lot internationally I was doing a lot of coaching in Easton centers I was I was in front of a lot of Hoyt shooters and it was the perfect fit for me. It was. And over the course of time, you know, I don't even know where to start with the stories. Part of this podcast was I kind of thought, you know, maybe I should just get on like, 
you know, old friends and have everybody tell like their favorite Hoyt story. But as much as I've sat down and thought all this through with my head and as much as Sharon and I have talked about it, which believe me, it's, I, I can't, I can't put a number to it. Um, the bottom line is what's in front of us is so positive, but obviously from a loyalty point of view, it, it just, it's so hard to navigate because when I look back, when I made a decision to, to walk out of my old job, I, I was literally on my deck of my house with severance pay and I knew and and I had two Hoyt bows and and you know after after a little bit of time I had two Hoyt bows and to be honest with you I knew that one I was no longer affiliated with Matthews in any way um, I was not being paid by Matthews but I had already qualified to go to the world championships in Sweden in the summer prior to me leaving Matthews. So even though I had no contract and I had no relationship and literally no severance pay left, I went to Sweden and I competed with my Matthews because I felt like it was part of what I needed to do, which was finish out my competitive season with what I had started with and with the promise that I had made. So after that tournament, I moved on. And when I did that, I, you know, like I said, I, I was, had full intention to talk with all kinds of companies, but at the time Hoyt was the best fit for me. And from there, I took what was left of my severance pay. I took a Hoyt Ultra Tech filled my truck with every bit of hunting gear I had and a video camera and did something that I had always wanted to do, which was just drive out West and wherever I could find a tag over the counter and knock on doors and find a place to hunt. I was going to try to film a hunt and, you know, 13 or 14 years ago, this September was when I got my first animal with a Hoyt. It was an antelope hunt in South Dakota knocked on some doors, got permission and went out and, you know, shot my first animal with a Hoyt. And it, it felt awkward. If I'm honest with you, after, you know, being where I was for 10 years, it, it, it felt strange. But, um, from there I just kept going and, you know, left South Dakota and went to my Montana tags and went to Idaho and went to Utah and just, just kept going. And, did a 30 day out of my truck tour that, you know, was, was something I'll never forget, you know, and it, honestly it started what became DD bow hunting, you know, double D bow hunting was myself and Darren Cooper. It was our, you know, we had a DVD that we had out and that DVD was based off all of the hunts that I had filmed that first year with Hoyt. And then later on, you know, we decided to, to put that onto a DVD and made a DVD and fast forward a few years later and the DVD caught a lot of attention and, and wild TV really wanted me to have a TV show and, and, you know, so began 
knock on TV. And, you know, and it went from Wild TV to the Sportsman's Channel. And then, obviously, I was able to finally start giving some educational segments to people on through that show. I was able to teach like I had really always wanted to and like I always did when I was out on the road and in shops all, you know, all across the globe. I was able to do it, but on a bigger front. And they were a big part of that. And now moving forward, there's a new opportunity that allows us to take another step up and another step forward that I really wouldn't have been able to do before. And the way I treated that departure with my Matthews is the exact way that I looked at my departure with Hoyt. Um, I had conversations with them uh, prior to the se- the hunting season kicking off. Uh, you know, we we knew what was coming. And, you know, I literally said, hey, you know, I had, and honestly, both parties, I told the same thing. My contract reads midnight, December 31st. I am going to be loyal to Hoyt in this contract every second of that contract. And that's what I wrote out. And my, you know, my mission this past year was to have the best year I ever could with Hoyt and share every bit of experience that I could with all of you out there and and show you that, you know, how much fun I've had with the product and, Honestly, as I record this podcast, I just made a post about a buck that I shot, which is the last buck I, you know, I will shoot with the Hoyt, to my knowledge, and it was it was an amazing moment. Um, and honestly, it came well after I knew that I wasn't going to be there. But once again, you know, I told the guys at Hoyt, I said, I got a few more days and I got one tag left. I'm, I'm still going. I'm still going. And what was pretty interesting is I was late that day. Uh, I was out with Sharon and Harry. We had a neat little lunch together. And uh, I came back and was scrambling to get out. And through that scramble I forgot my video camera at home it's it was literally sitting on the tripod right in front of my truck and I got out there and got set up and realized I have no camera and I kind of thought you know what this is totally meant to be because what I want to do is just I knew it was just because of timing I knew it was going to be my last night out if I'm honest just because of travel schedule uh, because of Harry's birthday because of everything that's going on I knew it was my last night so I kind of thought to myself you know what everything happens for a reason maybe I'm supposed to just enjoy hunting like when I started and not worry about the camera and just you know I didn't want to do a story I didn't want to do I didn't want to film what I saw coming in. I didn't want to try setting my phone up and getting the the kill shot. But what I'll tell you is 
Um, I literally was packing my bow up. I took my fuse quiver. It was, it was at the point where I was looking around and thought, there's no way anything could come out and I could get a shot before dark at this point. So I took my fuse quiver, put it on, kind of clipped it on there. I took my release off my bow and I grabbed my arrow and I was just about to pull my arrow off the bow and I look and I see a deer coming from one o'clock. So I pull my glass up and look and I saw what I thought was a 12 inch brow tine and the way he was coming through the timber that was all I saw and I thought one tine's good enough for me you know and I loaded and loaded my arrow back on or made sure my arrow was clipped loaded my release back on I looked up and he was coming across broadside I ranged him he was 48 yards I kind of got settled in uh got my feet situated around i was i was in a blind and i was sitting on a chair and i pulled it he stopped and kind of looked away from me and i pulled up and i ranged him one more time and he was 50 yards and i just drew back put that 50 yard pin right where you want it to be and and shot and i literally saw that green knock illuminate the whole blind and illuminate the food plot as it went across it and just bury right into the front of his heart and ran off you know and honestly i just it was probably the slowest track job i've ever done because as i tracked him i just tried to remember like all the different things that I've experienced you know with the people there and trips we've made together to to trade shows and hunts I've been on with so many Hoyt people and how many bows I've set up and put on the knock-on board and gave a name to and put in a guy's hands for the first first time that's you know got introduced to bow hunting through Joe Rogan or through the podcast. And yeah, I just started thinking about all those things and, you know, how much fun we had with everybody at, at the TAC events. And, and I don't know, I just, it was like, it was like a flashback. You know, I was thinking back to the very first time I put on uh, a Hoyt jersey. It felt, honestly, it felt uncomfortable because, you know, I had been somewhere else for a decade. Um, but, you know, prior to that, when I when I put on, you know, <laughs> over the course of time, you know, teams change. And there's no real way to, to navigate that. You know, I just know that when I started like three decades ago, you know, I started being a rookie, you know, well, I started by sucking. And, you know, anyone who's watched any of the, the documentaries um, can see that I was no good when I started. But that's why I was so passionate about 
doing more archery and I feel like that's why all of you out there are so loyal because you too have times where you struggle and you come and pick up a little nugget on what makes you better and all of a sudden that competitive nature inside you to be better you find something that does make you better and now you want another one and you're just addicted to this you know this progression and this upward trend but you know I started as a rookie on tour doing articles just documenting what I learned on tour as a rookie I'm talking some of my first articles when I look back were just me telling the story of, you know, (laughs) when I started shooting archery, I couldn't even rent a car. I wasn't old enough. I would literally fly to the closest airport and believe me when I say fly, I got a plane ticket that was the cheapest ticket you could buy, which meant normally, you know, three or four stops to get somewhere And then I get there and can't rent a car, too young to rent a car. So I would sit by the conveyor belts and I would, the baggage belts, and I would wait for people to come by with a bow case. And I would just sit over by the oversized bow case areas. And when someone had bow cases dropped out, I'd be like, hey, are you going to the ASA shoot? Yeah. Can I ride with you? And (laughs) that's how I got to tournaments. And I'd roam around and find someone that I could crash with or I could you know, share a room with, but I started writing educational archeries, you know, called the rookie on tour because honestly growth and knowledge have just always been what's just my passion. I mean, it's the truth. And through all these years of educating people, doors have just opened up, you know, they've opened up from hard work and, I don't know. That's what's allowed me to compete and write, coach, start a brand, you know, educate people. And honestly, what I, what I bleed every day, which is archery. I mean, that is the truth. And I try to keep giving people the message that, you know, for all of you out there starting brands, you know, if you just do those things and work hard and you're passionate and you're loyal and you're upfront, you know, I, I had to be up front with Hoyt after all, after as many times as I never even told them that there were other people knocking on my door, It because it was never something that was an option, but it finally got to the point where someone understood everything I'm trying to do, literally rolled out a carpet that just says, this carpet goes anywhere you want it to go. You just do what you're doing and then you're going to have full support. Just say what way is best for your archery community. Say what products are best and that's what's going to happen. So, but, you know, I just want people out there to, to know that, you know, one of the keys to just, I guess, being that person that is not only loyal, but also integratable is, you know, is just making sure that you fully fulfill your commitments and do more than you're expected to do. Um, You know, I don't feel like 
my loyalty to Hoyt is in question. And honestly, the amount of people from inside of Hoyt who have reached out and sent me text messages and just saying like, don't ever worry about people here thinking anything of you. We all want to just say thank you. Like, you know, we were a team, you were, you were hired to do a task. That's what you did. You did it above and beyond what any of us would have expected. And, you know, you're always welcome back. Um, honestly, that's what's most important is just not burning bridges and always being able to go back. Um, and I think that if you work hard, they will. I mean, that's just something that I think is important for people listening to this podcast because, like I said, I know there's, I know there's people out there that are, you know, making positive progression in archery and then also the archery industry and even starting their own brands. And they're, these are all critical things. And it's a big reason why I did that icon series was because I really wanted people to see the type of character traits and the types of things that make, just make you a great representative of a brand, a great employee, a great ambassador, great pro staffer, uh, really, however you want to address it. It, it just makes you, you better. But I've also learned that in business, you just, it's not always possible for two people that are part of the same te- same team to be at the same places together all the time. And eventually there's times where you have to have a mutual separation just based on the greater good of both parties. And, you know, if both parties equally care for each other as that's happening, then that is what happens. And you're able to leave on those, those terms. Um, you know, and, and hopefully if you do it right, you get, you just get access and you get trust and, and you get products and no different than when I left my last company to come to Hoyt, the first person, literally the first person to call me when news got out that I had left was Hoyt and they were our biggest competitor period. They were our biggest competitor during that time. It was on the tournament trail, that was like, I saw the Hoyt guys all the time, but because I was always integratable and, you know, and honestly just honest and upfront, when I became essentially available to the market, they were the first ones, you know, to, to be able to come forward. So I just want to make sure everyone out there knows and, you know, trust me, there's nothing wrong with the product, 100%. There was nothing wrong with the product when I left Matthews. There was nothing wrong with the product when I left Hoyt. Honestly, as as I look back, there was never product issues as I've changed brands. The only issues were the fact that the company was making decisions to go one way and just by the course of what was going on, I had to go a slightly different direction and the fit wasn't as good as when it started. And if you do it right, then someone's there that says, this is the perfect fit for us. This is the passion that we need right now. 
because we're passionate about the same thing. We just need to know a better way to get it out there. And we need to make sure that our message is delivered to the people that are on these same exact pages. And trust me, that's where things are going to go down the road. Um, There's just no doubt about it that the future opportunity just opens, like I said, a brighter path and unrolls a carpet that, you know, I would have never been able to, to have at Hoyt. And I feel like there's no easy way for me to navigate it. Maybe I'm babbling on, but I just want everyone out there to understand that, you know, this is an incredible opportunity, but it's also something that honestly, I never, it was never a consideration before because I never thought it was possible. And, um, I just truly value everything that's happened over the past decade and a half where I've been and feel like I can leave there saying I, you know, I gave it everything I I could. And moving forward, if you have a Hoyt, awesome. You know, if you honestly, I don't care what brand you have, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot what brand I like the best and gives me the most ability to, to make changes or do things for the product that suit my shooting style and help me be a better bow hunter and give me the ability to create and do what I really love, which is all of that. And, you know, if, if those same sort of things are things that you're also passionate about and that you want to see, then, then, you know, then make up your own decisions. I feel like that's important for everybody out there and a big part of this brand and, and why I feel like it's so good for archery is just because there aren't clear lines being drawn in the sand. Um, and I just, you know, I guess what matters most to me is just that all of you out there just hear the truth. And the truth is that this announcement, I mean, it's had me saddened all month. Um, like I said, bittersweet, you know, it, I, it, it had me sad because of, you know, having a great bunch of friends and a great brand that I represented, but it also is sweet to know what's going to happen next week and, and where things are going to go down the road, uh, for knock on. And I don't know, just got to be assured that, you know, awesome things are going to be in store for all of us. And, you know, in my opinion, the future of archery and education, they're, they're all going to be better because of what's down the road. But for now, all I can say to Hoyt is thank you. I mean, thank you for every one of, every one of the bows that I've had in my hands that have done something successful for me. Um, I've literally built a career built a family and built my life by pulling back a synthetic bowstring on an aluminum riser. I mean, that's the truth of it. And for more than 
you know, or I should say for, for a big part of that time, uh, it's been a Hoyt and all the people in our community that have, you know, that have bought bows and shot their first animals and had an awesome time, you know, I want to say thanks on all their behalfs as well. And, and honestly, I've told Hoyt that, man, I would love if you guys would actually come on the podcast. Um, you're still able to, that was a big part of what I talked about. And I guess just to be clear, um, there were, you know, it, it was no secret in the industry that this long-term contract that I had with Hoyt was, was coming to end at, at, you know, December 31st. So there, there was a lot of opportunities that were put in front of us. Um, and I say us because again, I really feel like this is bigger than me. I don't feel this isn't, this isn't a pro staff contract. This isn't a shooter deal. This isn't like, you know, my contract doesn't have contingency monies in it. This is, you know, Hey, if I wanted to do this for the podcast, can I do, if say I wanted to, you know, hold this, this huge convention where I can just have everybody come. They just got to get there. I mean, can, can you support that? You know, yes. Can I, is there any way, you know, I can have a thing to where as we're concepting bows and moving forward, I'm able to just offer the community to come in and see that process go down and let people put, put their name in a hat and make a vote and, and see that stuff come together. Is there any way that can happen? Yes. And the truth is, I've never had that offered. I've never had that offered. It's literally getting the keys to something that you've always wanted. And that's what we're going to have. You know? So, Happy New Year, everybody. You're probably going to have to take a deep breath like I have. And I'm pumped I made this through this podcast. Uh, I think honest, hopefully not blubbering, and surprisingly tear-free. But like I said, this isn't doom and gloom. This is all about the sunrise on the horizon. Knock on, everybody. Be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock-on lifestyle clothing. Knockonarchery.com.